Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Howdy, what's up guys? How's it going? Um, you might my, my intros have been getting a little bit cut off because I don't know, there's like some weird raspiness going on with my, my mic or something, but anyway, um this is the intro. Again, this it's it's me. Just me. Um I'm doing my own podcast on my own, which, you know, I might be doing for the next three weeks, but basically I wanted to take some time and uh just let you know what my schedule is for the upcoming weeks because as you know, or as you may be aware, or maybe you're not aware, the NFL season does start in less than a month. I want to say 20-something days, maybe less than that. What is it, like the 8th of September? And it's the 18th I record this will be at the 19th of August. So, yeah, wow, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. But anyway, the schedule coming out over the next uh, few days, or a few, not days, a few weeks is going to be um, the next podcast comes out on the 25th will be my fantasy football preview. I'll go over all of my fantasy football ranks, why I have guys there, all that stuff. Um, then the next one on the first, I believe I'll have that one out is my, it's going to be my NFL preview, how I think, you know, NFL teams are going to do, if I think there's anything special going on, anything I want to highlight before the season, talk about before I, um, before the season starts, you know, before everything gets out there and before I, <clears throat> excuse me. Before I, uh, I mean, before the season starts, right? It's <laughs> just all that stuff. Um, and then after that, I'll have one more podcast right before the season starts, probably the day or two before, where I'll have my final preview of all my written stuff like I've done in the past. I'm basically just going to read out all the stuff I have for breakouts, busts. Um, I'll probably go over where I have, you know, teams officially finishing and where, where I think things are going to end up in the NFL because maybe injuries happen, maybe something happens in the last few days before the NFL actually starts. So I'll go over all that stuff, you know, it's basically the same stuff as last year. Um, you know, I'll predict some accolade stuff, you know, like the Super Bowl MVP, MVP, Coach of the Year, bold predictions for both fantasy and regular, you know, bust breakout, all the stuff I said, Vanguard players, which I, you know, it's kind of like my guy stuff, just the cooler name, I think. You know, sleepers, all, all that fun jazz. Um, I feel like I could do it off the top of my head right now, but I want to have like a more structured thing and I want it to come out closer to the season. But I also want to do my fantasy football ranks a little bit early. So if you want to use them, you know, have my like final-ish ranks. If you want to use them, you can hopefully before your drafts actually start. So I want to get that one out, that podcast out, those like final-ish rankings out, you know, before them. But then the other stuff can take a little bit of time right until the season starts. Because if you didn't really use any of my like NFL stuff or any of the, you know, over, under, or, you know, buy, um like busts and stuff like that. It'll, it'll be captured in my rankings pretty much, but I just want to be explicit, and I want to do that as close to the season as possible, you know, just to get that full effect um, going in and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, this this one will be pretty loose, pretty whatever. It's going to be me for probably the next three, maybe four weeks, so you're stuck with me. I hope you'll enjoy that. Um, maybe, maybe not, but we'll see. Um, I just like, as a little bit of a preview, I just want to mention a few things that I've got going on just for my fantasy stuff, because I want to get that out in the airwaves, you know, I just want to get that out, out and about, if, uh, I don't know if that's the correct terminology. Every time I'm by myself on the podcast, I do feel a little bit awkward talking to myself, because there's no one responding, and I don't have time to, you know, catch my thoughts sometimes, but basically just, just like a quick preview of stuff that I've got going on, how I think things are going to end up. I've got a lot of tiers for my rankings, I just came out with new rankings a few days ago, if you want to check them out, you can go to the website, bakinggames, uh, com. Check it out there. It's all there. All my fun stuff's there. Um, I'm actually, this is a little bit of a segue, and I will do this on the podcast by myself for sure, but I'm making a, like a, you know, the NFL does like the top 100 by the NFL players, you know, for the NFL players, all that stuff. Um, I went ahead and I ranked all of the players at every position. So like, oh, tackle is one. I'm not doing like, you know, left tackle and right tackle and guard, right guard, left guard, but like I have center rankings, uh, corner rankings, safety rankings, slot corner rankings, running back ranking, wide receiver, quarterback rankings, how I feel they do IRL, which um, is coming out pretty soon, should be out in the next few days. I am excited to actually do that. It's the first time trying the project, but I think this will help me, you know, reinforce my fantasy rankings, which I'm going to talk a little bit next, and then also just my general rankings of these football teams, because I'm still a little wobbly on where I think guys are going to be, where teams are going to be, and I'll talk about that too a little bit later, my preliminary discussions of all the shows I basically mentioned before, which I'll just lightly touch on in this one. 
Um, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, I'm a little bit higher on some teams, and I just want to see, like, the full picture together, be like, oh, I do really like this offensive line, or oh, I do really like this defensive line. There's a lot of guys in this rotation of the ends that I actually really like, that I think will be impactful, and even, you know, they could fill in injuries and all that stuff, and maybe the receiving cores have changed, and maybe I've changed my opinions on them since a few weeks ago, when I, you know, finally consolidated all my rankings, and finally done this, this big effort. So, um, yeah, that'll be coming out soon. It's going to affect the rankings probably a little bit, possibly, but I'm excited to put that out. And, um, yeah, just talking through the preliminary ranking stuff, I'll just start with quarterback. And you know, I got Lamar number one, then Mahomes, then Murray. That's like my tier one. Then Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford's my five, which is kind of a shock. Then Prescott, then Rodgers. I think it's pretty, pretty chalk for the most part. Maybe Lamar's not going first for most people. Um, you'll notice I don't have some guys in my top seven. And eight and nine is Burrow and Tannehill. So I'm not who you're thinking. Um, yeah, I've got Josh Allen pretty low. I've got Herbert lower. Um, Ben Roethlisberger is my 16th ranked quarterback, which I feel like is his floor, to be honest, with how much they throw and how much I kind of expect him to still throw. I think they'll have the worst defense this year. Um, I got Goff at like 20-ish. My highest ranking rookie is Trevor Lawrence, but Zach Wilson is the second behind him. Kind of because, you know, I'm not really sure when Fields or Trey Lance are going to come in. I... I not even sure if Trey Lance is all that good because I saw I've seen one game of him that was last year and it was against um, not great competition and I didn't think he looked too good to be honest but um, I trust Shanahan a lot especially offensively excuse me uh, especially offensively so you know eh, we'll we'll see how that plays out but I just feel weird ranking these guys any higher um, because. I just don't know what the coaches are going to do with them. You know, I, I can see Trey Lance in the whole season. I can see Jimmy playing the whole season. I can see Jimmy getting hurt halfway through the season. I can see Jimmy getting benched in a few games, and maybe they just want to go with Lance. Um, it, it's just too hard to predict currently. You know, that, that'll definitely come around when I watch film during the year and if they're both playing, and I'll see how they go. Um, I got Taysom Hill as my starting New Orleans quarterback, and I got him at 24, but he would be a lot higher if he goes the whole year, which I think he should. Because, I mean, if you really think about it and you go back to last year, what were they, 4-0, 4-1 when Taysom Hill played? It's a very, very similar roster. Was Drew Brees even that bad last year? I'm not sure. It's another reason why I want to do this top 100, because I was thinking about him like, man, they have two tackles in the top 10 for me. They've got some pretty good edge rushers. I like Lattimore rebounding last year, or at least the second half of the year. I know they lost Jenkins, but whatever. They've got some good safeties. I just got to put that all together, you know, and I I'm not ready to do that yet, and I don't think I need to, because we're only on, what, the 18th of 19th of August. You know, it's getting close. You know, get give me a week, and we'll get there, but I just want to say, you know, I don't I don't, I don't want to, like, finalize any of these rankings, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I have Taysom Mills, Manimore guy, and like I was saying, sorry, I digressed a little bit. I went a little off. Um, it, he's Seems like he wins with that New Orleans team, a very similar New Orleans team as last year. Even without, you know, Michael Thomas and even without the receivers, maybe Marquez Callaway steps up, I'm not sure. But he did it with pretty limited stuff. And Jameis is a team killer. I mean, he was 7-9 and nine on a Buccaneers team that next year went to the Super Bowl. Now, I understand they did get Tom Brady, which is a huge upgrade over Jameis Winston. But 7-9 and nine to, what, 11-5 and five to the Super Bowl is... I, I think there's one problem there, and it's Jameis. And I mean, I, I mentioned that because I watched all their film from last year, and I was like, this team is going to be good. I had them in the Super Bowl my preseason last year. They were my Super Bowl pick, not to win it, but they were my Super Bowl pick to get there. Um, so, you know, I just watching that film, I knew they were good. They got great young trio cornerbacks. And it was really Jameis keeping them down. If, you know, he is the same Jameis, which I don't know why he would change all that stuff up. Maybe he has. Maybe Peyton can work some magic. But if, if he's a starter, I don't think he lasts very long, honestly. I mean, he'd be great for fantasy if he's good, because he's a gunslinger. Um, but he doesn't even have the wide receiver talent he had. In, not even close to the wide receiver talent he had in um, Tampa Bay. So it'll be interesting. I, I don't think he'll be very long for the starting job if he does take it over. I think Taysom wins it outright. I think he could be a fine, you know, Konami Code-esque um, guy. You know, I think he has a better shot of starting on a team than... Um, Trey Lance does, and I think they could probably be similar fantasy assets, honestly. So, I don't know, that's a little diatribe about my, my quarterback rankings. Um, oh, I have Teddy Bridgewater as my starting quarterback for Denver. Not too excited about it, but man, I love those weapons. It, if you can get a quarterback that has those kind of weapons, I mean, I know Teddy has some pretty good weapons in, um, Carolina as well, but these might be, I think might be even better, because he actually has a tight end to throw to, and two good... Running backs for a full year? I, I don't know. I like Mike Davis, so that's a conversation for coming up now, probably. But, um, yeah, I I just... I think Taysom should win that job. And I think Teddy should win that job. And I think Jimmy Garopp Garoppolo should play the whole year. Yeah, that's whatever. Deshaun Watson, I don't know what to do with. Um, 
Daniel Jones might be my worst ranking guy who I know is going to start, but we'll see if how that changes. Anyway, moving on to running backs. Um, I got Caffrey number one, Saquon number two, Zeke three, Kamara four, Cook five, Chubbs, Chubb six, Derrick Henry seven. That's eh, kind of chalk. Maybe Chubb is a little bit higher. You know, I, I feel like Saquon is probably a little bit high, but uh, I, I really think that Saquon and McCaffrey are the only running backs, maybe Cook, maybe Henry. I'm inclined to believe Henry more than Cook. Maybe they're the only two running backs that I don't give a fuck about any of their offensive linemen at all. They could do it behind, a, you know, AAU linemen or college linemen, and I'd still love them. Um, Derrick Henry might have kind of proven that last year, although I think the line was better than I was expecting, but I think he kind of proved that he, he could do it without any, any offensive, any real big offensive line help. Uh, the offensive line in Tennessee isn't bad, though. I, I will say that. I think they're better pass blocking than they are uh, run blocking, but um, yeah, I think he did it. And, and Dalvin hasn't had a great line in Minnesota, but I think they'll be good this year. I think they weren't that bad last year. I think if he has a real, truly terrible line, he will be bad, and I don't think that's the same for Saquon or McCaffrey. But maybe maybe I'm, giving not, maybe I'm not giving Dalvin enough credit. There are injury concerns, and that might be the only real concern, but they are serious concerns. But, you know, Chubb has a great line. Kamara has a very good line. Zeke has a really good line. Those guys might not be as good if they don't have the same line, same situation. Um, but coming up next, I got, I got two guys that I, I do want to talk about real quick. Um, Clyde edwards Hilaire is my eight, and Dave Montgomery is my nine. Uh, this is kind of, I think, just it just makes sense running backs. There's no one involved in Chicago, no one involved in Kansas City, really, besides those two guys. Um, Dave Montgomery was, like, a top five running back last year. I don't know any reason why he would stop being that good. The Bears' offensive line got better, and then Tevin Jenkins got hurt. I don't know, they signed Jason Peters, and we'll see how that stuff works out. I think it was Jason Peters. It was one of the Eagles' offensive linemen that left. I think it was Peters. And he's, like, 38 years old. I get it, but... Yeah, you know, I, man, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I still, th I still think the line is good. I, let, let me just finish with that. I still think the line is fine, good enough. Dave Montgomery is a Bears running back. He's a break tackle machine, and I like a lot about him. And Tariq Cohen might not be back for week one. He catches some balls just like Joe Mixon catches some balls. These guys are top ten, easy, lock it in. Um, I do have Joe Mixon ten too. Uh, one guy that's been really, it's been tough for me to rank, and I'm getting higher and higher and higher on him is Austin Eckler. I don't know where he's going to end up. He might even end up top 10 for me. I hate Herbert, but it's hard to deny Eckler's talent. The only reason that he's keeping me out of top 10 for now, for sure, is the injury risk. He's played one full season in like six six years, I think, five years. Um, and I just don't know if he's going to finish out. They have a better line. I don't know if it will be better for him this year. I, Herbert seemed to like to dump off to him, which is another reason I don't think Herbert is that good. He has two guys who really bail him out in every situation, Keenan Allen and um, uh, excuse me, and, um, and Austin Eckler, <sighs> but Eckler is really good, it's hard to deny, just like it's hard to deny Keenan Allen's good, Keenan Allen's one of the best receivers in the NFL, top 10 for sure, um, I don't know, I don't know if Eckler's that, but for fantasy, catching all those balls, and, you know, all my rankings are for half-point PPR, you should know that, I've mentioned that a bunch of times, but if you're a new listener, I do all my stuff half-point PPR, um, but yeah, he, he's a guy rising on me, I mean, he catches the ball a lot, he's great per game, I just... I want my first few rounds to be safe enough where I'm not fucking up and losing on draft day. Because you don't want to lose on draft day. You can't really win on draft day. Sometimes you can. You can't really win on draft day, but you can definitely lose on draft day. And it kind of feels like Austin Eckler might be a loser. But he also could be a league winner, man. You get him in, like, maybe the third round he slips. Oh, uh, I will be all over that. Like, I don't know. Pigs on corn? They corn? Butter? I don't know. Whatever. Um, let's see. I'm probably a lot lower than consensus on guys like Aaron Jones, Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson. I have Najee and Gibson as 19 and 20 overall ranked. Um, I don't like Harris's talent that much. I think Gibson is not going to catch as many balls as people think he is going to. Uh, McKinnon is still there. He had over 100 targets last year. And that was also with Alex Smith. You know, I don't know if Ryan Fitzpatrick is really going to have that many opportunities for running backs to catch the ball. Uh, and I don't know if Heineke plays or what, what his situation. Kyle, Kyle, um, Kyle, not Kyle Trask, Kyle Allen, who followed Ron Rivera over from Carolina. Um, he's kind of a, he's more of a dink and dunk guy. I really liked his film two years ago. I don't know what happened to that guy. I think, I think honestly, Vertebrate Ron saw something in him that I saw in him. He wants to keep him around. Maybe that quarterback develops. But anyway, if he gets in, he's a more dink and dunker. But I still see a lot of that going McKinnon. He was great last year. If you watch the film, if you watch any of that, you know that's true. I, I don't, I, I don't understand, but whatever. It's, it's fine. I, I don't hate Gibson as a runner. I think he's a pretty good runner. I think his stats were overinflated because of the touchdowns, and that should regress. Um, the defense maybe might not be as good, so they may have to throw the ball more, and people are expecting a Terry McLaurin breakout, and they like Diami Brown, and they like some other wide receivers. They like Logan Thomas again. I kind of feel like they have to throw the ball more, but 
Um, maybe they're just expecting Gibson to completely take over because they're in love with him for some reason because he got a lot of fancy boards last year because he had 11 touchdowns, but um, whatever. Najee Harris, yeah, like I said, I don't believe in the talent. I don't believe the line is very good. I think the Steelers will throw a lot. The defense should be worse. I don't like the cornerbacks. I never really did there, but this defense should still be very good, but I don't think it'll be as good. And I mean, they won that five-game slide last year. They were a pretty bad 11-0 team. Um, we'll, we'll see how that happens. I don't think Najee is going to catch the ball back backfield that much. He still can't pass block. I saw it in the two games that we've seen so far in the preseason where he's going up against, you know, guys like he played in college. He goes against real pass, pass rushers. I don't know how you keep that guy on third down when you're throwing the ball as much as the Steelers do, but, um, maybe I'm wrong on that. It's possible. I could be wrong. I, I do actually have Josh Jacobs. I want to mention real quick right above him. Um, I love the talent. He's like in my top hundred rankings. He's like, well, I don't know if he's going to be in a out of 100, but in my running backs, he's like top 10. He might even be 8 or 9 or 7 or something like that. I love the talent there. I think it's hard to deny. Um, but they did trade away good parts of their offensive line. I don't know how many games they're going to win, but I'll talk about Vegas in a minute um, or in, in a few segments. Um, but they signed Kenyon Drake. You don't spend, what, $13 million over two years on a running back not to use him. I don't know. They said they use him in the slot in the passing game, but I mean, Drake isn't that bad either. I, the situation is just really killing me. It just got way worse. Um, ooh, there is one thing I do want to mention before we move on to running backs. I don't know where the fuck to rank, uh, uh Jalen Hurts. Um, he could be a league winner. He, he might not, he could not be the starting quarterback after a little bit. He might be that bad. I don't know. Um, in a one quarterback league, I'm going to probably take him it as much as I can. Cause I think he has the upside to be a league winner. Uh, but in two quarterback leagues where I need a little bit more safety, I'm kind of out on that. So that ranking, I have him 12th, is kind of up in the air. But I just want to say, I don't know what to do with him. He doesn't have that big of a sample size. I don't hate the receivers if Devontae Smith can be uh, healthy. Um, he has the cheat code where he can run the ball, and I kind of want him to run the ball more. I think he should run the ball more. They run that option with Miles Sanders, and it is peak perfection, and I love every time they did it on film. If they run that more and he runs the ball more, he, he could be Lamar Jackson small. And I love that. Lamar Jackson's the number one quarterback, so... Just a little glimpse in there. Whatever. Going back to running backs. Um, I have this glut of Mike Davis, Daryl Henderson, Michael Carter, Miles Gaskin, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams from like 21 to 26. And I don't know what to do with it. Um, I like Carter. I like the talent from Henderson, Carter, Gaskin. Williams is my highest ranked running back in this class. Melvin Gordon, I still think, is a serviceable running back who can who can split time with Javante. But I don't know. Ranking these guys 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, whatever. They probably won't finish there. If they're all on a Henderson, no one comes in. If they're all on a Mike Davis, no one comes in. Who had very good film last year. I don't know how you can watch the film of Mike Davis last year in Carolina with a really bad team, with a bad quarterback, with a bad offensive line. I, I, I think that's true. Um, I don't know how you watch that film and the break tackles that he makes, the moves that he makes, the ability to create space, and, and you're down on him. I get he's a vet, whatever. I get like that's statistically not likely, but he's the anomaly. It seems like he's the anomaly. I don't know how you do that besides esoterically citing statistics that don't apply to every single player. Like if we did the same thing for first round draft picks. We just wouldn't even talk. Be like, oh, they're a first round draft pick. They're going to be good. That's it. Oh, they're second round draft pick. They're going to be good. No UDFAs would be good. No one would be good. No one would break out in their 25th season. No one would be better than they were when they're 28 than they were 26. Like, come on. Like, I, I get using the past, and I get using some of, some of that stuff to inform your decision about the future, but just look at last year, man. He was good. And maybe there's a reason why Atlanta's trusting him. Maybe they saw the film, too, and they like what they see. But they didn't commit a lot of money to him, but who else is committed on that roster? We had that weird, you know, time where on Twitter, at least, where it was the UDFA, I forget his name, and like Aldre Allison or something like that, who couldn't even beat out the running backs last year that they had on the roster that were number twos. Like, come on. I, the one thing is, I feel, maybe this is a girly trap again, but I think Mike Davis is better than Gurley right now, who's not in the league anymore, and Davis has been around longer than him. So I don't know. We'll see. Daryl Henderson, I like the talent. I think he was on par kind of with um, the running back that got hurt. What's his name? Uh, Cam Akers. Um, but... I think they'll bring in someone or they'll use someone else. I don't think they're going to fully commit to just one running back the entire time. And I didn't think they were going to do that poor. That's why I was a lot lower on Akers because I didn't think they were going to commit full time. And I don't think they will for Henderson, but I like the talent. Miles Gaskin, there's no one there. Maybe Sullivan Ahmed, maybe Malcolm Brown gets some usage there. Um, but I like the talent a lot. Like I said, Javante Williams too. I love that talent, but Melvin Gordon is still going to be there for at least half the season, if not more. Like maybe you want to look to trade for Javante before your, uh, your trade deadline, whatever that is. Or if you're looking to make a playoff run, because I think he'll be a lot better in the second half of the season, because he'll get more opportunities than he will in the first half, for sure. Melvin Gordon is probably not going to be in like Denver anymore after this year. Um, Denver's got a great team, so, yeah. Um, I guess the few things I just want to mention, uh, you know, before I go fully into it in the next episode, um, 
Man, I got James Robinson, 28, and I got Travis Etienne as my running back. Uh, 35? Really? I thought it was a lot lower than that, honestly. But, um, whatever. I'm not getting Travis Etienne. I know that from the way I ranked him. Um, you shouldn't draft him either. He's not the starting running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you want the starting record of the Jacksonville Jaguars? I feel like a lot of you would say no. And you're probably wrong on that, because they don't have a bad line, and James Robinson was insane last year. I don't know how people discount that. Um, James Robinson's going to score more touchdowns. He's going to get more touches out, um, out of the backfield. And again, like I said with Najee, Travis Etienne can't block. This guy needs open, open spaces, too, to run, and goes down like a rock. I don't like a lot of what I saw from Etienne's film. He went way too high. As a Jaguars fan, I'm very upset. I hope they use him in creative ways, like they used LaVishka a little bit last year. Maybe Urban gets a little bit more college crazy. We'll see. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't, don't like ETN. James Robinson's the clear guy for me. He's better on film versus NFL talent when they've got eight guys in the box, when they've got guys who can't throw the ball more than 20 yards deep accurately, Gardner Minshew, uh, what's it, Jacob Luton, and uh, Mike Glennon. Like, I, I don't know how you see this guy going up against defenders or plays or people. The Jaguars are running the ball when they're down a bunch just to get some yardage because he's the only one that can do it. Like I don't know how you look at that. I don't know how Urban looked at that, but I think Urban might be fucking insane. I don't know how Overmeyer looks at that and be like, I need to bring in someone else. I don't know how you do that as an organization, especially with a first-round pick, but they did it, and there is some draft capital argument that I acknowledge, which is why Travis Etienne isn't, like, ranked 50 for me. That's what I'll say about that. Um, yeah, a few more things. I like, there's a few more guys that are in, like, the sleeper categories that I like a decent amount, like Sony Michelle, Philip Lindsay. Um, I don't like Leonard Fournette, but I feel like he's gonna get usage, and it's so annoying. Um, Anthony McFarland is another guy I like deep. Selvin Ahmed, too. Malcolm Brown. Even Devin Coleman, maybe. Maybe he shows up and be is good again. I doubt it, and I'm not banking on it, but you know, some guys that I like late that I think uh, are worth taking. Oh, rookies, too. Kenneth Gamble and Khalil Herbert, just in case. I like those guys as handcuffs. Or maybe, maybe um, Gamble is less of a handcuff, but still. And I'll touch more back on that later when we get back to that next week. Moving on to wide receivers, I got Hale, Diggs, Hopkins, Ridley, Adams, A.J. Brown, Allen Robinson, D.K. Metcalf. That's feel like pretty chalk. Um, after that, it gets a little bit dicey. And I just want to say about wide receivers, I'm like the least confident in my wide receiver rankings this year than I've been ever doing this in like three, two, one-ish years. Um, yeah, there are just so many, and I'll repeat this again for when I do my official show on my rankings. Um, there are so many good wide receivers. I want them all, which is the reason why I'm drafting running back early or tight end early and waiting on wide receiver. Um, there are just so many good ones that I just, I want them all. <laughs> I do. And I'll, I'll, fi I'll be fine if Julio Jones is my one, if Cooper Cup is my one, if T. Higgins is my one, Robert Woods is my one. I'm fine with that. DJ Moore, Mike Evans, I'm fine with that. That is totally fine by me. I'll grab more of these guys like Chark, Claypool, Judy, uh, Cooks even, Davis is like I two and stuff like that, and I'm totally fine with that. Um, yeah, one, one big thing that sticks out, I think, um, is Amari Cooper as my nine. Um, I mean, people just look at C.D. Lamb's expected thing for when he was at Dak, and they're like, oh, he's going to be the best in the world. But then you look at Amari Cooper, and it's like, he literally would have been the best in the world. Like, close to 200 targets, like 150 catches, 1,500 yards. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Like, we can't we can't do one without the other. You need to be logically consistent when you apply the same standards to, to players on the same team. Come on. Like, I just, I don't get it. I love Amari. He's 26 years old. He's been great for pretty much his entire career. I know he's been a little inconsistent, I guess, at some points, but, I mean whatever, Tyler Lockett does the same thing, and he's been a good wide receiver. I mean, people do the same thing all the time. I mean, I, I, I don't know, DK Metcalf does that. I, I don't know, sometimes they have supposed games, sometimes they don't. If you don't want that, I get it. I don't like boomer bust players that much, but I think Amari Cooper will win you weeks, even if he, you know, sits out a few weeks and isn't as good and gets like three catches, 50 yards. But I mean, if we expect Dak to be good, we gotta expect most of these wide receivers to be good, and I think Amari's gonna be the best one. Um, I love T. Higgins. He's my 16th ranked guy. Huge fan. I'll talk more about that later. Um, Will Fuller is my 21st ranked guy. Love him so much, even missing the first game. I love DJ Chark. He's my 25th guy. These guys will probably be Vanguard players or players I identify with the most, that I like the most. Um, but we can talk about that in another episode. I think Brandon Cooks might even be a league winner. He's had 1,000 yards every season. I, I, I mean, I know he's had good guys throwing him the football. And maybe it won't be Deshaun Watson this year, but if it is, you're getting the biggest deal of the draft on wide receiver, possibly. And if it's not, maybe Smells might suck, Tyrod Taylor will probably suck, but I don't expect Tarod, excuse me, Tarod, to stay, uh, you know, quarterback that long, to be honest. 
Um, and then Davis Mills, we'll see. A lot of people liked him. I think he was a little raw, but uh, I mean, I'll take it, man. Uh, there's just, I don't think there's a lot of, a lot of downing cooks, honestly, besides, I guess, the quarterback play. But Houston's going to be a bad team, right? I think bad teams usually throw the ball, but I could be wrong, unless they have a superstar running back like the Jaguars did. Um, but I don't think they do. <laughs> they have a bunch of, they were able to combine, like, Philip Lindsay, marking him from, like, two years ago, David Johnson from, like, two or three years ago. They have the best running back in the league, but, uh, Sadly, it's not 2018 anymore, or <laughs> 2017. <laughs> um, my first rookie on here is Jalen Waddle. Um, that's because I like Tua. I like Fuller. I love Waddle. He was my number one receiver in the draft. Um, I think he went to a good, a good uh, space, honestly. I don't think Devontae Parker will impact them too much, but maybe he will for a little bit. But as we get going on and on, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see for sure. Um, but I, I believe in Waddle's talent. I have Devontae Smith next on my rookies, um, and then Jamar Chase right after. Uh, I like Smith a lot. He's my second guy, too. The thing why I have Jamar, he's ranked my 40th wide receiver, which, honestly, I feel like isn't isn't that low, considering all the guys in front of him, like Antonio Brown, Cortland Sutton, Kenny Galladay, Robbie Anderson, Jalen Waddell, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks, Corey Davis. I, I, don't, I don't feel like these guys are... Like, I, I don't dislike Jamar Chase, although I think he possibly could be a bust. I don't dislike him currently, but we haven't seen him in, like, a year. I don't know what he looks like. He had some lazy routes. I wonder about the work effort. I, I, I do worry a little bit about that going so high. He's not the best receiver on his team. He might be the third best receiver on his team. I worry that at the very, very least, I worry at the very, very least that he is going to have a slow start, and that's going to impact him as an overall rankings, which is why he's a lot lower. Look, if he had the time he played last year, he was just as good. He would be my number one wide receiver, and I'd be ready to go. But I don't know. It might take some time. I know he's got Burrow or... Again, I guess, but I believe in Burrow way more than I do with Jamar right now. I saw Burrow play last year, and he was very good, and they threw the ball a lot. Except they throw the ball a lot, too, so maybe I'm a little bit too low, but I think it'll take a while for Jamar to get up there. Um, I have Mims. It's my 43rd ranked wide receiver. I'm not moving him any lower than that. He is a star in the making, and if the Jets cut him, they're ridiculous and stupid, and uh, they will be... They, they, I mean, they might be mocked for a generation or two for that stuff, just like Dakin Sanchez after he had that great bowl game versus Penn State. Just like Sam Darnold after he had that great bowl game Penn State. Whatever, I digress. Um, anyway, uh, I, I like Mims a lot. The talent's there. He was good last year. He was injured last year. And he was still good with a terrible system. I, I really like Zach Wilson. I think they're a really good match, Mims and Wilson. Um, I don't care if he's running with the fives in August. I don't give a fuck at all. He will play if the Jets are smart. And I think... I think... I think the Jets are smart enough to play a good receiver when they drafted him in the second round last year. I don't think he's cooked. Sorry. Um, I have Amon Ra St. Brown, 45th overall, and I have Lushka after him. I think that's a little bit weird, but Amon Ra is the best receiver on that team, and I don't know why people dislike him so much coming out of the draft. I don't know why he went to the fourth round already, but he's good, and he will be good. I, I get into a lot of my rookies you know, around here, like 40-41. Um, I have Ayuk, 44th, which I think people would freak out about if they actually paid attention to my rankings, but... I don't like him. He did what he did when no one was there. Those guys are back. Jimmy G is back. I'm not sure what he's going to put out. I didn't really like the prospect coming out of school. I think I was a little bit wrong on that so far, but I want to see a full season before I really believe. I'm just not taking him. This, this ranking is just like a forfeit. He's 44th. I'm not getting him anywhere. It's fine. I'll take Amon Rob Brown. I'll take Denzel Mims before I take Brandon Ayuk. I stand by that. I will do that. Um, I, I really feel like they had even similar rookie years. Like, I don't even know who's the better quarterback now. I don't know. Similar rookie years is in the head, like, they were when they were featured or when they were able to be on the field. They were both pretty good. Ayuk um, uh, was better for sure, but I don't think it'll last. Um, I think Debo's a better receiver. I think Kittle's a better receiver. Um, yeah, I mean we'll we'll see that. I, I'm I'm I could be wrong on that one. People are really really high on him, but I'm definitely not. Um, Tyler Wallace, I just recently moved up a lot. I love him, and he's the only healthy outside receiver for Baltimore right now. Uh, grab him right now while he's cheap. If he's going to be on the waiver wire week one, which he very much might be. You're going to want to pick him up after he has a Hollywood Brown-esque week one against Miami two years ago when Lamar was the MVP. Uh, we could see something like that happen. Um, and Tyler Wallace, man, if he's the only outside guy, he's fully healthy the entire year. You know, Hollywood's a little bit hurt. Bateman's a little bit hurt. They wanted that other outside guy to go around. That's why they drafted Tylen, and that's why they drafted um, Bateman. And if he's the guy, if he's the number one outside guy, and I think Lamar's going to be as good as I think he's going to be, I think other people will agree with me. Lamar's not a bad passer. Tyler Wallace will be an effective receiver that I think you should look for. Um, if Jacoby Myers has a competent quarterback that's name isn't Cam Newton and his name is Mac Jones, I think he could leapfrog my rankings into like the 30th wide receiver. He was great last year with Cam, who was absolutely god-awful at throwing the football. Um, he's the best receiver on New England, uh, without a doubt. I, it's, I, 
I don't think anyone should argue that. I don't think anyone could argue that unless they really believe in a kill Harry, which I don't. I don't think a lot of people do. But yeah, Jacob Meyer's really good. Definitely a late round steal. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge, I think Seattle's also looking for another outside guy. You know, we got Lockett in the slot. We got DK who can run two routes, but runs them really, really fucking well. Just like another guy like Mike Thomas runs a few routes, but runs them really, really well. Who cares as long as they get open and they're good. Doesn't matter. I think Dwayne Eskridge could be an outside guy who does a lot more than that. Um, and... You know, I feel like, you know, the, the Seattle has gone through Robert Moore or random dudes on the outside until they finally get a guy. I think Eskridge could be that opposite guy outside of DK. Um, I really hope he is. I think he could be. Um, Michael Thomas is after him. I don't really know if you should draft him, but whatever. I got Kadarius Tony and Terrace Marshall, Cole Beasley, Russell Gage, Rondell Moore rounding out the end. Um, Jalen Rager. You know, I don't want to talk too much about wide receivers here because I got some other stuff to cover, but... Yeah, I, I like the chances you can take him Kadarius. I hate the quarterback, which why is so low, because he was a fourth receiver in my draft class this year. I think the talent's special. He's also been hurt. He's a, he's on the COVID list. He's a terrible quarterback. I think the Giants' defense will be a lot better. Um, I don't know how much he's going to get opportunity-wise, but I still like him. Terrace Marshall seems to be one of the healthy wide receivers in camp right now, um, and I don't hate him. plays in the slot. I like him a lot. Jalen Rager's in for a bounce-back year. I like what I saw with um, his quarterback situation. So I would consider taking a late-round flyer for sure. Um, Quintus Cephas, Detroit, is another one. I like James Washington, Pittsburgh, another deep one you can go for. Van Jefferson, Christian Kirk, Michael Harmon, if you want to take that chance. Um, Ruggs or, what's that guy's name? Ruggs or Brian Edwards, if you want to take another chance on a late wide receiver. Those are guys I'm interested in. Um, you know, just rounding out the end. You know, I think those guys are good. I don't want to dive too deep into it yet. And I won't on the other one because I want to get through stuff, but... You know, it's just like a prelim, like I said. Just some quick stuff that I think you should pay attention to for my rankings that are different from others. Um, I got, for tight ends, uh, Kittle, Kelsey, Waller, and I am not changing that. I have Kittle and Kelsey as my tier one, tier two, uh, as my tier one, just the whole one. And then Waller's in a tier all himself. Mark Andrews in a tier all of himself. I'm not willing to give him Kittle cause he got, just because he got hurt last year. I don't know why people are already giving up on him. I mean, I like Darren Waller, too. I just... Kittle and Kelsey were like one and two last year. I see literally zero reason not to have them the, the way this year. Nothing has changed except Kittle didn't put up the numbers last year. And people seem to forget that he was just as good or maybe not even better. Uh, I don't know. Kittle's going in like the third round too. If you're able to get him there in like a one quarterback league or like a regular league, you get him in the third round, you're, you're, you're stealing. You're literally stealing at that point. Do it always forever. And I've even seen him go in the fourth round. My God, if you're able to get him in the fourth round in like a 10 team league, bro, if you, if you don't immediately hop on that, you're wrong. And unless he gets hurt, you you will regret it. You'll, you'll just regret it. Sorry. You will. Um, I like Waller. He's fine. Mark Andrews, people forget about him too, but he's the only catching tight end there and they use tight end a lot. They're on the field a lot. Nick Boyle is not a catcher uh, of, of the football. Josh Oliver got traded from the Jaguars. To be fair, he, maybe he will be actually good um, and the Jaguars are total trash, which I believe. Um, maybe he'll take some stuff away, but I don't think so. Um, Hawk and Fant. I moved Goddard below them because I'm still not sure of the situation there because I still think Ertz is pretty good. Um, he's my 16th ranked Ertz and Dallas Goddard's my second, seventh, but Man, if, if we were able to get, that was weird. Sorry, if, if we were able to get Ertz by, or got her by himself, he'll be number five. But right now it doesn't look like that's the case. And maybe there's an in-season trade to like Buffalo or something like that, that works out, you know, well for fantasy. But I, I can't put him in my top six in front of Fan Hawkinson until, um, until something like that happens. Um, then I got Gusecki. I believe in the talent. It takes a while for these guys to break out. Same thing with Goddard too. It takes a little bit for these guys to break out. Um, so I just... I like him. I think he'll do it. Like I said, I think you can apply from, you know, all the stuff I've raged about or talked about is I like Miami's offense. He's part of the offense. I think two is very good. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see where that goes. But then I have Pitts at nine, finally relented putting Pitts down in front of Tanya, in front of Higby, in front of Janu and Hooper I mean, whatever. But, um, the only way that Pitts hits where he's being drafted or the only way that Pitts hits where I have him even here is if he plays out wide as the wide receiver two for that Atlanta team, which is possible. Um, but if he's playing a lot of inline, learning the tight end position, doing that stuff, which he wasn't exactly in college. So I hope they, you know, they, they took him pretty early. So I hope they, you know, mimic that stuff. But if he's not lining up like most of his snaps on the outside, he's not going to be nearly worth what you're paying for ADP. Don't take him. Honestly, I don't think it's worth the risk. You can't know what the coaches are going to do. Maybe we look at the preseason, see if he's even out there or see if he's where he's being lined up, but he's got a lot to learn in the NFL. If he wants to be an actual tight end, maybe he'll just be a wide receiver and he'll be good at that. That's cool. I mean, he was just a good wide receiver in college. 
Um, I know he's playing tight end, but he did line up, you know, outside of the line uh, a decent amount. Hope they do in Atlanta. That's the only way, only possible way. He takes like 70% of snaps out wide. It's the only way he's going to be able to turn value. That's the only way. So I'm pretty much out on him. But um, I like Higby as the only Rams wide receiver. Uh, I'm sorry, tight end that I feel comfortable at all starting. I think there's Bryson Hopkins or maybe Perkins or something like that. There's another guy that's just not ready. And, you know, they lost Gerald Everett. And they run a, a lot of screens to tight ends. I mean, tight ends don't get a lot of volume, but Higby could be a volume king, honestly. And all you need for him to stay healthy and you got a top 10 tight end and you should be good. Um, so I like him going around there. He's someone I'm targeting a decent amount. He's going a little bit early than I like, depending on the format and stuff like that. But there's stuff I like there, too. I'm pretty low on Logan Thomas. He's my 17th guy. I'm not really sure the talent's there. I don't buy into the one-year stuff. Still drafting um, Hayden Hurst. He's my 22nd overall guy. I think he'll play a lot of inline. Maybe they'll run a lot of two tight end sets in Atlanta. Or maybe when, you know, um, Pitts is out wide, it'll bring in Hurts still. I still think Hurts has a decent amount of value. He's a top 10 wide uh, tight end last year. It was compiling, for sure. I get it. But no Julio Jones for the, the full season this time. I, I think we'll benefit a lot of those guys. Um, Matt Ryan's still good. I have O.J. Howard actually right after him, uh, who I think is the best tight end in Tampa Bay. He was the best before he got hurt last year. Um, Gronk, you know, getting another year up there. Uh, I wasn't sure he could play football that much last year. He went to the Super Bowl. It's a lot of wear and tear on that guy. Uh, I expect O.J. Howard to be the best, uh, you know, tight end there if he stays healthy, which has been a huge issue for him the entirety of his career. Sure, I get it. Um, I like Troutman. I like Dan Arnold as, as um, you know, swings. I like Pat Fryermuth as a swing, although he's a rookie tight end, too, that will be playing a lot of inline. So can you really trust him? I don't know, but I like him as a, you know, just a stab at the end. If you want to take another tight end, I, I, I like having him a lot. Him, Ebron, Arnold, Troutman. Yeah, I like that. Ferkser. Cole Komet, I feel like people are forgetting about a little bit. Uh, I know Jimmy Graham is still there, but Jimmy Graham was bad last year, played bad. Don't think he's very good at all <laughs> anyway. Uh, so I'm not really worried, to be honest. Um, especially if we get Fields in there. You know, he moves around a lot. I think him and Cole Komet could actually have a really good relationship there. All right, last thing I want to say about this stuff before we move on to some other things, I just want to mention real quick before I do all my big stuff in the next com upcoming weeks. Uh, the defenses, I don't think are chalk. I've got football team, the Buccaneers, the New England Patriots, the Denver Broncos, the Cleveland Browns, my top five. Um, that's my tier top tier. I think all you need to do is take the Patriots, the, Bron the Broncos, or the Browns, and they're going like... I think outside the top 10, maybe like top eight of defenses, you take one of those, you're golden. It, maybe you take a defense like the 49ers or the Packers or New Orleans or Miami, Tennessee, maybe. And that's where I cut it off where I really don't want any other defenses. But you take any of those, I think you'll be fine. I don't need to talk much about uh, anything else here. Um, one thing, an, a new-ish thing that I want to do and I will be publishing because I've been, it, it's about rookies kind of, or about guys that I think are maybe going to make an impact. I'm going to call them boom players that haven't really made an impact so far in the NFL that I think will. And this mostly applies to, you know, rookies or younger guys. But there's some other guys I like to see out there. Um, I, I I am doing this. I'm doing like a big write-up list or just a big list, really, with, with some explanations um, on the 2020 rookies that I think people have forgotten about and that I think will or possibly boom this year and be a lot better than people think. Or people will actually start to notice them and hopefully they haven't completely forgot about them because I feel like people forget about first-round draft picks literally the year after they're dumping first-round draft picks through rookies. And it really bothers me. Um, so I just want to list a lot of guys that I think have a lot of potential or guys that I really like that I feel like aren't getting enough talk that I just want to put out there um, so people remember them and because that wasn't really that long ago and I still think they're good. And I have a 2021 rookie stuff too that I, I try to keep like later for fourth round or later in here. You know, I got guys like Tommy Togai, who I really like, Tay Gowan, Richard Wild Goose, Davion Nixon, Khalil Herbert, Daz Newsome, Patrick Johnson, Emir Smith Marset, uh, Trey Smith, Cornell Powell, you know, stuff like that, guys. Guys who were like fifth round, fourth round, or later. I think I only have like two fourth round guys, and there are three. Um, but I'll talk about those. Any of my 2020 rookies, I got guys like Bradley and I, Quintus Cephas, Alton Robinson, who I'm very, very high on, Legarius Sneed, who was very good last year. I was really surprised. Um, oh, Bryson Hopkins is the tight end for the Rams. He, he's actually on this list too, but you know, we'll talk about that when I get to that stuff. But yeah, I mean, guys like Zach Vaughn too, was a third round pick. I mean, Van Jefferson was a second round pick. Antoine Winfield Jr. People are still not respecting him enough. Robert Hunt. Yeah, there's a lot of good guys who I still like on here. Um, Damon Arnett's another one that I know people really dislike. Think he might get cut, might not even play, but I still really like the talent that I saw. Um, you know, Okuda, even people aren't even talking about. They're talking about him like he's washed. I mean, whatever. We'll, we'll talk about that. And there's some anyone stuff that I guess I can read about this. It's not a complete list yet. I haven't gone through it. But there's some guys that I've just been watching film that I was 
really surprised them were pretty good. Those guys are Randy Gregory, the uh, Dallas defensive end. Awesome pop on film that I really, really liked. Josh Sweat from the Eagles, another guy I saw on film that I really, really liked. That guy popped. Um, Josh Ucci in the Patriots. I mean, I liked, I think he's going to be in one of my other lists too, but he is in a Belichick system. Belichick likes him. He's gotten like six sacks like through the years, right? And they just keep going up. He's got promising sack totals and stuff like that that I really like. Um, Demir Bird was a really good receiver for the Patriots. That didn't do well statistically because Cam Newton was total trash. Um, I I like him as a late sleeper too. Um, I think Demir Bird might actually be very useful in fantasy this year, especially come championship time. Um, you know, we'll see. But I, I like Demir Bird. Um, DJ Reed for the Seahawks, the cornerback, he was surprisingly good last year on a, on a bad defense that I think will be very good this year. I thought they'd be good last year though too, but you know, Jamal Adams does change a lot. Hopefully he'll be healthy the entire year. Um, yeah, DJ Reedman, I really want to do that. So those are a few guys that I, you know, just random dudes that I think are interesting to make note of. Maybe they'll take a, a, a next step and actually be very impactful for their teams. Um, but the last thing, you know, I want to cover just, you know, some of my Vanguard players, I think I kind of mentioned, like I probably am going to be on guys like CEH because I have them so high, probably Joe Mixon, probably T Higgins, Will Fuller, DJ Chark. I'll probably be in there. Deeper sleepers. I've mentioned a few. <sighs> um, yeah, I, I'm really not sure what I'm going to do for my bust or my breakouts, but I have a feeling like ETN, Ayuk, um, hmm, uh, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, those guys will probably make the list. Um, but I'm not really sure yet. Those are just, you know, my random thoughts that I'm thinking right now. Um, anyone else for like running backs that I'm trying to think of? Oh, Gibson, maybe a Najee. Those guys might be up there for sure. Um, but I'm, I might even be warming a little bit on Najee just because of the, the potential targets, or uh, not, not targets, because I don't think I'll catch the ball that much, but the potential, um, you know, rushing, not ability, but just the rushing availability or the rushing opportunity that he has could get him there. Like, I'm thinking back to, uh, what, 2017 when the Jaguars took Leonard Fournette fourth overall, and he had just a ridiculous volume season. It wasn't the best season or anything like that, but, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm more interested in McFarland late. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, but now that I'm just getting into a little bit less of the fantasy and a little bit more of the regular NFL stuff, I I'm, I feel like I'm going to be so lost this year for doing predictions. I really just need to sit down, not this weekend, but next weekend before the podcast comes out, and I just fucking do it, you know? Just, just go in there and be like, hey, this is what I got. But I feel like I'll just go through the teams and be like, do I like them or just like them? I think the Ravens will make the playoffs. I think they're good. I think the Browns will make the playoffs. I think they're good. They're good. The Steelers, I think, will hover around 500. The Bengals probably won't be so good. Don't have a defense. The Chiefs, I think kind of enough said. They're very good. They might have one of the best offensive lines in football now. I feel like they might have even overcorrected for how good they made their offensive line because they were just so bad in the championship game because a lot of those guys were hurt. Uh, I mean, they did lose Fisher, right? They, they lost a, a few guys that unexpectedly too because of COVID. Um... And then, they, obviously, the championship game and all that stuff, so... They might have overcorrected, but damn, do they have a great offensive line now. I'm so excited to see Mahomes throw behind that, dude. I'm excited to see CEH run behind it, too. You know, a little bit a little bit of thing there. Um, they'll make the playoffs. I think that's a lock. The Broncos, I think, will probably be my other team. Just have Teddy out there, man. He can lead a team to 10 wins, I think, with the talent the Broncos have. I He he must be able to. If they start lock... That's the reason why they're gonna they're not going to make the playoffs. If they start lock for a bunch, they overstart him for way past his due, and Teddy doesn't get in early enough... Um, there won't be a playoff team, so it's kind of up in the air. The Chargers, I do not like the quarterback, and I don't know if the defense is ever going to be good. I don't know if Derman James is going to be back. I don't know if the quarterbacks are good. I do love Asante Samuel. I think that was a great pick. Rashawn Slater, I want to say, was the other one. He was a very, very good pick, but outside of that, I didn't like their draft too much. Um, I, like I mentioned before, I, I like the free agency additions and, on um, the blocking, but uh, on the line, excuse me, like they brought in what the center, right? I want to say from Green Bay. Um, uh, they brought in guys that, that I liked, offensive linemen, sure. But I don't know how much Herbert is going to benefit from that. He was very good under pressure last year, which I don't think translates year to year. I don't think Herbert was that good anyway. Um, I, I don't believe in the quarterback. I don't believe they're a playoff team. I think they'll probably have like a seven-win season again this year, maybe even less. Um, the Raiders are a team that I think I'm going to have to make pick the playoffs. They were 8-8 eight and eight last year, and they were a pretty bad team on paper. I think they've only gotten better. They were... Pretty young. They're still kind of young. They had they had a they had a good draft. They, they had a lot of draft picks too, um, and I don't like a lot of the stuff they did uh, over the past few drafts besides drafting Damon Arnett. But they brought in Yan. They have a really good linebacking group. I still believe in Damon Arnett. They did lose offensive linemen too, which I really didn't like. 
but I think the guys that they got to fill in aren't as bad as I initially thought they would be. So maybe they'll be there. Derek Carr's a good quarterback, and John Green wills that team to victory. They're able to beat the Chiefs. They, I think, outscored the Chiefs in their two head-to-head games. Like, I, if you're able to beat the Chiefs and get at least one win out of that, I feel really good about your chances to have, like, nine wins. They were eight last year, too. I, I just, I think I might have to put them there. I love the coaching. I think the wide receivers could be good. They got a bunch of them, too. So if one's bad or a few bad, you know, you throw in some other ones, right? Um, people are talking Brian Edwards up, and I don't hate him either. So, um, yeah, uh, I think the Ridge might be a playoff team. The AFC South, I think, has only one playoff team this year, and it's the Titans, by far. They're the best team. They got a good defense. The Colts will struggle. Um, I don't think the defense... The defense hasn't repeated. It was good in 2018. It was bad in 2019. It was better in 2020. Are they going to be that good in 2021? I don't like the cornerbacks that much, besides Kenny Moore. I do like Kenny Moore a lot. Um, but the secondary, I don't know. I mean, like, they got DeForest Buckner, who's probably the second-best defensive tackle and interior guy in the league. You know, a step, obviously, below um, the defensive player of the year, but... I don't think the Colts have enough to do it. They did at least spend draft capital on edge rushers, which they had like zero before going into the draft. And I don't hate Quiddy Pay. I don't love Quiddy Pay either. I'm pretty sure it's Quiddy Pay that they got. Uh, double check me. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But um, yeah, I just don't think they did enough to dra- address it. I don't know if Carson is the guy. He's hurt along with their best lineman. We'll see how they're able to recover. Zeeson, Eason, not Eason Stick. Jacob Eason or. I don't know who else they have. I forget who the other guy is, but uh, they have anyone else starting. It's really bad. Um, I love Pittman too, um, but is anyone else going to be good there? Paris Campbell isn't very good. I don't think he's shown it enough yet, and maybe he needs more time, but I don't know. Clock's ticking, man, for sure. And I don't think T.Y. is cooked yet either, but they don't have a quarterback to get them the ball. Philip Rivers wasn't as bad um, as Carson Wentz really has been the past few years even, so... Uh, I don't know. There's a lot going on that I don't like. They're probably an eight-win team, seven-win team. The Jaguars probably win five games. The Texans probably win like two or three. Um, not really much else to say there. It, it'll be the Titans just from the South. Um, the East, I think the Bills have major regression, even though I do love the coach. And it's kind of hard for me to find holes in the roster, but I think the biggest hole might be the quarterback. And I know they just signed him to a huge deal, but that guy runs crazy. He does turn the ball over a decent amount, although he did it a lot less in the second half of the year or even three-fourths of the year. He's very good last year. I just don't believe in this jump. There's regression coming. Um, he really needs Stefan Diggs to stay healthy. They don't have a running game. They have a pretty good pretty good line. Um, a good defense, I want to say. I like the secondary linebackers or whatever. They brought in some um, edge guys, and I already liked Epinesa. But maybe they aren't ready yet. Um, I think this will be a lot tougher division as well. So I think the Bills might just miss out. But it'll be close. But I don't. I don't think they're a playoff team. Honestly, I just don't think they're there. Um, as much as I love McDermott, who has been able to will teams worse than this, the playoffs. Honestly, kind of in the way that Gruden has. Um, it's it's gonna be tough for me. But I think they're gonna be a team that I think misses out. Maybe a nine win team. Maybe an eight win team. Maybe a ten win team, and they just miss out. But like the Dolphins did last year. Um, speaking of the Dolphins, which you know my seamless segue to the next thing, I do love the Dolphins. I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't know if they'll win the division. Um, but. They do have a really good young defense that I'm a big fan of. Um, I love Tua. I think he's the second-best quarterback in that class behind Joe Burrow. And uh, the offensive line got a lot of reps last year, and a lot of rookies were there, like Robert Hunt and um, Austin Jackson. And I think those guys will be a lot better than they were last year, even though they weren't terrible. But, you know, rookies, it can be kind of tough. If they take at least, like, a, a decent leap, I think they'll be pretty good. I think the Dolphins will be a, a good team to to look at, you know? Um, and, and I just I like the offense, too. The, the line, I think, will be better, like I said. Um, I love the weapons they have. I mean, they got three quality receivers. I mean, I know we don't talk about them in, you know, the top, you know, top three or the top, the top in the NFL of wide receiver trios. It's the best way I can say it. It's like top three or top three, <laughs> whatever. Um, I, Cause I don't really like Parker either, but I mean, we got Waddle, we got Fuller, who I love, and maybe it's not that Parker's still not bad. They can have a really, really good wide receiving group. And I also love Gusecki, like I talked about before. So there's a lot good there, but I think, man, the Patriots uh, in a similar situation with um, Denver, if they start the right guy at quarterback, they're probably a playoff team. If they start the wrong guy at quarterback for too long, they're probably not a playoff team. Um, I love the Patriots' defense. Belichick is a d- defensive mastermind. He may not be an offensive mastermind. He may not be able to draft guys on the offense outside of offensive linemen, but he does know how to coach a defense, and Mac Jones seems to be a pretty serviceable-ish quarterback in you know, Andy Dalton's skin, which isn't that bad. I know that might not seem like a compliment right now, but, I mean, Andy Dalton's still a starting quarterback in the NFL, and he did go to the playoffs like five years in a row. I know he didn't win any of those games, but those Bengals teams weren't that bad. And, um, you know, Mac Jones and Jacoby Myers can get some really fun connections there, man. I really think we can. Maybe even Aguilar can get involved, too. 
Um, the Jets, I think, have a really promising core if they keep it up and keep drafting as well, signing good players like they have in the offseason. Ensala actually turns out to be a good coach. They could be a playoff team in like two years, maybe even next year. Um, the NFC East. Oh my god, are we not even talk about the NFC yet? Jeez. I'll, I'll talk about this stuff and then I'll, I'll end the show after this. Um, but anyway, um, I think the Cowboys win the East pretty easily. Um, the defense, I want it to be good. I think it can be good. Dak stays healthy. I don't think there's a, a way this team doesn't make the playoffs um, with, with the offense they have. Uh, the Eagles are really up in the air. I don't like their defense all too much. I don't really know what Hurts is going to be like. Like I, I like him for fantasy, like I mentioned before, but in any other thing, it's pretty cringe. Um, and I don't really know what the offensive line is going to look like. Do they have receivers that are healthy? Maybe. I like Sanders. He's the best part of that offense, at least consistently. Um, I don't know. They're a wild card that I'm just not betting on. I don't think. The Giants, I love their defense, um, but their quarterback is trash. They don't have really have a better option, so I guess roll with him. But, I mean, Galladay, um, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and also, I mentioned him before, Kadarius Toney, I, I, you have to be a real bad quarterback to not succeed in that thing. And I think Daniel Jones is kind of a real bad quarterback, so, I don't know. They invested a lot in the defense, and I really like the defense. It's really good. They have one of the best corners in the NFL, and they signed also Jackson, who I initially thought wasn't as bad, but upon further reflection, I think actually is pretty good. Um, Adore Jackson, right? I think that's Adore Jackson. Whatever they signed him. I still like Jabot Peppers. Um, the offensive line's really bad, too. But And Saquon, if he doesn't stay healthy, it really tanks the offense. Um, but, I, I mean, I love the defense. I really do. I think they have a really underrated pass rush group, um, and they added to that with the best pass rusher in the draft. I think pick 50th overall. Whatever the guy, uh, uh, not Obaguye, is it? I forget. The guy they drafted in the second round, I really, really like. Best pass rusher in the class, for sure. I just don't know names. Um, so I like the defense, but, you know, I I don't want to keep comparing stuff to Jaguars, but it's the best thing that I know, really. If a good defense could will you to it. I mean, the football team did it last year, too. They had a really good defense that willed them to a playoff game. Um, the Giants could possibly be in that mold this year, but I'm not going to bet on it. I don't think you should either. The football team, it's hard to find holes in this team, too. It really is. Um... The one thing is they were really, really healthy last year, and that definitely helped. They don't have the full health of the team. You know, on a team that has supposed to have a good defense, it, it's tough. It's rough, I think. But hard to find holes in that. I think they'll be probably a playoff team, probably a wildcard team, though. I don't think they're better than the Cowboys if everything's, you know, healthy and otherwise. Um, the North is a little bit tough for me, too. Not as tough as the West, but... Um, yeah, actually, I don't think it's that tough. I think Packers win this outright. I think they're a very good team, still a very good defense. Um, Jair Alexander's a top-five cornerback. They've got good pass rushers in the Smith guys. Um, Kenny Clark had kind of a down year, but he's still a really good player. And Aaron Rodgers is great, too. Um, they got A.J. Dillon is a great running They got three good running backs on this roster. I know they lost a good lineman. They drafted a good lineman. I believe I'm totally blanking on his name, but I looked at all the stuff today. I know they drafted a good lineman that I liked. Um, and they even got a wide receiver. <laughs> so, you know, I don't think he's very good, but maybe Lazar takes a step up this year and it'll be, you know, a fun Lazar time. It's been three, four years. So if he doesn't get it now, probably not really worth it, but he could get it now. It could just happen. Um, the Vikings, if Kirk could just get COVID shot, man, I think I would lock him in for the playoffs, but I am worried. They did draft Mond, Kellen Mond, I believe is the quarterback they took, right? Mills to Houston, Mond to, yeah, yeah. So I think the Vikings, so maybe he's not that bad. I wasn't really a huge fan of him, but... Uh, the Vikings are another team that I, it's hard for me to find holes. I like the cornerbacks. I like Patrick Peterson being added, although he's not, you know, Patrick Peterson of old. Um, I like the cornerback they drafted last year who didn't get arrested, who's still on the roster. Um, I think he's pretty good. They got a really good pass rush getting DL Hunter back. Probably one of the better linebacking groups in the NFL. Still a very good safety in Harrison Smith. Um, I think if there's a weak showing in the NFC, which, uh, you know, that, that remains to be seen, the Vikings can make it in. I think they're an over 500 team for sure. Um, the Bears... I think they're just stuck in this limbo where they're barely making the playoffs. <laughs> barely. Well, um, and I think they just miss it this year. Still got a pretty good team. They lost their best cornerback, though. That's kind of yikes. Um, I'm not really sure how good Fields is. I think Andy Dalton is the best quarterback they've had since um, <sighs> Jay Cutler, but that's not really saying too much. I think the Bears are stuck in this limbo. They really need to figure it out. I like the draft, though, this year, but if they don't get back their linemen they drafted in the second round, then, then it might be just a lost year getting Fields ready. But we'll see. The Lions, uh, I think, like, both consensus. Um, have made some decent moves, and Dan Campbell seems like a really energetic, fun coach, but um, it's not there yet. And I think they know that. It's a rebuilding year, which is fine. They got a lot of young talent that I like, so I think it's fine. The NFC West. If a team were to have the entirety of their division make the playoffs, it would be the NFC West, and I don't say that lightly. The Seahawks still think they're the best team. I think they're going to have an improved defense. 
Um, they still got the best offense in the division. The Rams have a really good offense with Matt Stafford. Might be close to the Seahawks even uh, in terms of how good it is, depending on how good Eskridge is and maybe how good the second or third receiver is for the Rams. Uh, but yeah, they got two good offenses. The Rams have a better defense. I will concede that. A better cornerback, a better defensive star, sure. They got some really good play out of rap last year. The safeties played really well. I don't know where that came from. They had another good corner who played well, and I'm blanking on his name too. But I feel like a lot of that comes from Ramsey being good. Um, but yeah, the Rams are probably a playoff team too, and I love Stafford. They can go deep with him. The 49ers are going to make a comeback. I see them being over 500. And the Cardinals' defense got better, and I love their offense. I... This division is I don't I don't know what to do about it. I still have to come back to it. I, I'm I'm dreading having to actually like look at their schedule and see where I'm gonna have them winning and losing. I just yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be really, really tough for me. I think the Seahawks are the best, the Rams are the second best, the Niners are the third best, and the Cardinals are the fourth best, but man, you take any of these teams and put them in the NFC East to they're winning that division, I feel like. Oh, or maybe I mean put them in another division, you know, any of these guys, put them in the AFC somewhere. I feel like you need to get these guys buying for for um a, a chance to uh, make the playoffs at least and this one, one of them is going to be last in the division, and they probably won't deserve it. I'll say that. Um, okay, um, let's just do the South real quick, the NFC South, and then, uh, you know, it's a good hour by myself, which is uh, pretty impressive, I think. Anyway, um, the Buccaneers, uh, I think are going to win the division. Hard to find holes in this roster, too. I think this is the hardest team to find holes uh, in, the, in the roster, because I even love Kyle Trask, who's their backup uh, quarterback, and they pretty, mu uh, pretty much returned everyone. From the off, from the team last year, and Antonio Brown's going to get a full year with uh, Tom Brady, who was vying for him in New England. If you remember, before the controversy happened, so um, yeah, man, I, I they're the team where I literally can't find any holes. I can find some holes, I think, in Washington, some holes in Denver for sure, especially the quarterback for both of them, really. Um, but there's just no holes in the Buccaneers. I, I can't conscious have them like have less than eleven wins. The Saints are a tough team. I'll, I'll come to them last, actually. The, the Falcons, I think, will another rebuilding year. They need to get rid of Matt Ryan at some point and just go full rebuild. I don't know what they're doing. The defense isn't there. They got some good young guys that I don't hate. Drafted Pitts, which is cool. Probably have to pay him by the time this team's good, but whatever, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't you know. Falcon, Falcons are in limbo, but probably worse than that. And they'll probably pick in the top 10 again, I think. The defense just isn't there, man. They're just wasting some of the talent they have. But they also have some pretty decent young talent that I don't hate. Mm. It's, it's kind of a wash. The Panthers are building something special. Uh, they are. I don't know if Sam Darnold's going to be it or they're going to take a quarterback for the next draft class and they're going to make it work. But Matt Rule is working his magic in uh, Carolina. And this year, they'll improve on the record. They'll probably be like six wins. And then next year, they'll be above 500. And after that, they will keep going. They will be keeping good. They're going to dominate the NFC South for years to come. I can feel it in my bones, man. They drafted like a bunch of good defensive players last year. Chin, Brown, um... I don't know, others I can't really think of. They got a lot of young guys on the team. Uh, uh, what's his name? The guy at Penn State, um, who I like is a rotational guy. They got Brian Burns. Um, Yoder, Yoder Grossmatos? Grossmatos is his last name. I don't know how to say his first name. It's like with a Y. Um, and they got Brian Burns, who's a rising star in and of himself. I, like I mentioned before, they have Brown in the middle, who's an insanely good guy. Came in so ready to play in the NFL and was a little bit shoddy in the beginning, but played up to, his, up to what I thought it could be towards the end of the year. Man, I love him. He's going to come out of the gate really good. They've got a lot of stuff there, man. They locked up, what, Taylor, Tyler Morton, Taylor Morton for a little bit, I think like a few years, which is good. Um, they got three great young wide receivers, I think there, if you include, um, Terrace Marshall, who could be great in a few years. I mean, I already like DJ Moore. I've already liked Robbie Anderson. And if Sam Darnold doesn't work out, whatever, get a new guy. But did I also mention they have Christian McCaffrey? This team, give it, not this year, me, me, no, not this year. Next year, maybe. And the year after that, if they're going to be a good team. I, I can feel it in my bones. It's happening. It's Matt Rule turnaround. He, he does it everywhere, and I, you, you should, you should pay, you should have paid more special money for this guy. He, he's going to do it in Carolina just like he did in college. And the last team I have to talk about is the Saints. <sighs> the Saints, 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 Saints. They were probably going to win like twelve games last year if they didn't have Drew Brees, right? <sighs> if they just start the right quarterback, they've got a great team. They really do. Not much has changed. They've Probably overpaid some guys, too, to stay, who were pretty good players, but not worth the money. Um, I think I mentioned it before on this podcast. I like the secondary. I think Lattimore had a good turnaround. Love the pass rushers. The interior is a little bit whatever. Um, I think they signed Sheldon Rankins, or did he go to the Jets? Whatever, I don't remember. Um, you know, I like the team. The offense, uh, the offensive lines are really good. Uh, the wide receivers a little bit lacking. Kamar is one of the best running backs in the league. They saying they might cut Latavius Murray, but that might be a cat casualty, which I think is fine. He's a backup running back, whatever. Still a good player. 
Um, I, I don't think I'm going to touch that, but you know, you put a guy like a team killer, like um, like a Jameis Winston out there, and and he takes you from whatever he had 12 of last year to six wins or seven wins this year. A guy like Taysom Hill doesn't do that, and if he gets a starting, he starts off the bat and he goes through it, man. He won, like I said, like what three, four games last year when Drew Brees wasn't even there. I, why can't he do it again? Why wouldn't they do it again? I, it kind of blows my mind unless they really see something in camp from Jameis, which I wouldn't trust because I don't like any of that dumb shit. I want to see in game against opponents that actually care with full pads, okay? Um, and I saw from from Taysom last year, and I figure the reason they paid Taysom so much, you know, not guaranteed or anything like that. The reason why he's still on this roster is because Peyton likes him so much, right? Wasn't that the reason everyone was saying he was on the roster last year? Is listed as a quarterback, got to play quarterback last year? I mean, Jameis was on the team last year, but Taysom Hill started all the games that Drew Brees was absent from, right? Like, I I don't know. It, it should be Taysom. I, it's got to be Taysom. And if they do, the Saints are probably back in the playoffs. As much as I don't think they should be, they still have a really talented group around this quarterback who was able to win with them last year. I just... I don't know how you, I don't know what you say to go against that, you know? Maybe injuries just fuck it up. But barring injuries, I still feel like the Saints are a playoff team. And I didn't want to say that, but I think that's the case. Whew, all right, that's about an hour. Um, just actually about an hour. Um, yeah, so just um, as a reminder, this was my kind of like preview for all the stuff I'm going to be doing over the next three, four weeks before the season starts. So this is my big review of all the stuff, very light going over my things. Next week, the 25th, will probably come out around that, is my fantasy football preview. I'll go over my fantasy football rankings, I'll go over the fantasy football stuff I got going on, and I'll throw it out there in, in uh, vocals or whatever, you can hear it, just so you can hear it, okay? And uh, then after that, on the first, around that time, I'll do my NFL preview, which is my NFL stuff, like I was just going over, I'll do that more in depth, how I feel about each thing. And the 6th to the 7th, right before the season starts, I'll throw all my big stuff together, my Vanguard players, my all that stuff, you know, have it published probably like a week or maybe a few days in advance, but I'll get it out on the airwaves before the season starts, just so I have that record, you know? Um, and yeah, that's it. I hope you enjoyed listening to me. Um, and if you're going to keep listening, it's just going to be me for a little bit. So, uh, hope you enjoy yourselves. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the bacon games podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF sports and be sure to tune in next time.